My name is John. John Gump. I'm Colin. My name is Forrest. Forrest Trump. <laughs> Who are you really? Paul. Oh, yeah. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. Life is like a box of chocolates. I miss you, Jenny. Cue the team music. in this army to do whatever you tell my drill sergeant god damn it Trump! you're a goddamn genius my mom always said life was like a box of chocolates you never know what you're gonna get run forrest run run forrest i'm gonna name my boat jenny this is boat forrest gump <laughs> forrest gump tom I think, hanks i think anyone can do a good forrest impression <laughs> So, what you want to do with Forrest Gump is take a man who has some uh, mental challenge, mental disabilities, maybe one, maybe multiple. I don't know. I, I pluralized it, and he basically does everything. Yeah, yeah. well, life's, life's been pretty good to Mister Fucking Forrest Gump. That's Let's right. Be honest here. A lot of but luck. But it doesn't pull any punches with the luck that he receives. So is the feather lucky? Did any? Because like once he loses the feather, does his kid get killed and stuff? Fuck I don't, that feather. God, I hated that. There's like a, a little hair on there. I don't, fuck the feather. That annoyed me. Because I know a lot of people at the time say, what does the feather represent? What does it mean? It means your fucking brain cells dying and floating away as you watch this piece of shit movie. Whoa. Oh, already. Shots fired. Bam. Bam. <laughs> okay, so the feather is Tom Hanks. Love scripts with bookends, he calls them, and the feather bookends the movie. So pretty much if I want to sell the script and get Tom Hanks in it, I just got to have something that happens at the beginning and the end of the movie, and he's just fucking all in. Nice. Well, yeah. do that, because... Yeah. Um, what are you waiting for, then? I know. That's my get next Tom project. Get Tom Hanks movie, because he's awesome. He's uh, fantastic. So Forrest Gump was released in 1994 and uh, won a whole bunch of Oscars and actually beat out movies such as The Shawshank Redemption and Pulp Fiction for Best Movie, which let's, is... Let's pause right there and yeah, let people think about that for a second. Forrest Gump beat out Shawshank Redemption and Pulp, Pulp Fiction. Fiction. Yeah. And I, I actually, of those two movies, I would have a hard time saying which one I would give a Best Picture Oscar to like 10 or 15. Well, I guess it's what, 20 years, 20 years. Of, Spoiler alert. It wouldn't be Forrest Gump. How about that? I don't think I would have given Forrest Gump the best picture. No, and absolutely I'm, not. I no. mean, I would, I would have a hard time picking between the other two, but I, I mean, yeah, Forrest Gump wouldn't even be in the running. It just didn't win best picture. It won six awards. I think at the Oscars. Or eight yeah, or something. Six or eight or it something. was ridiculous. How it many was awards ridiculous it won. in hindsight. When you look back, well, even at the time, not just hindsight, it was fucking ridiculous. I was very angry. I, I so I I hated this movie for a while just out of spite because you love those other two movies. I just and well, I thought everybody does. But. And Shawshank was just to me was so far, far ahead of this movie in every respect. But. But this one was so sappy and sentimental that it, I think a lot of people didn't even see Shawshank at the time. What's interesting is the fact that this is based on a book. Yeah, and how I didn't know incredibly that. different Forrest Gump the book is from the movie. I've never read the book. He's a, he's like a six foot five, two hundred fifty pound guy at the age of seventeen. Uh, in the book? Yeah. Wow. He's a big football star, which I guess. Forrest Gump in the movie kind of is accidentally for a different reason. He becomes though. an astronaut, becomes friends with the orangutan. Uh, he works for NASA. I think he's a, a physics idiot savant. Wow. In the book? Yeah. All of these things. All of these things. 
Holy shit, I didn't know that. And then uh, Jenny ends up marrying a guy, and I don't think she dies in the book. Um, what else? You just spurred something from me uh, on this now. Uh, so uh, we love to do this. Let's jump right to the end. Jenny's dying of a virus. It's AIDS. It's AIDS. <clears throat> Everyone knows it's AIDS. Okay, but how did she not give AIDS to Forrest or her kid? Did she? Wait, wait, wait. wait. Who says that Forrest didn't give AIDS to her? Because I was thinking through the Deep. movie that he did all these pivotal things in the last 50 years of the 20th century that maybe he was the one that fucked the ape in Africa and got AIDS, <laughs> the original. He was patient zero. <laughs> was the first. Patient zero. Could have been. Oh, shit. Come I, on. I, I never that. thought about exactly. that. But like Jenny lived her crazy and life. And then I'll bang that monkey and he made me stack. <laughs> 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 we well, no, jerked see, each other off, my and the monk. No, see, Forrest didn't. That would be the thing is Forrest, the, the AIDS didn't affect him because he's yeah, the host. He's patient zero. That's yeah, what I'm he's saying. He's patient zero. So he just spreads Forrest it. Gump gave AIDS to Jenny. <laughs> wow. Now, so remember that, everyone. Film yeah. at 11. Put that, put that, wait, that Forrest down. Jr., which also had brain damage and he sees dead people. It's all fucking connected. Wow. Oh, I forgot guys. about that. Okay. Yeah, do your research. No, that's a very interesting point. Okay, so maybe that's the truth, but maybe it's not. But I'd still wonder, like Jenny went through her crazy period where she would have contracted AIDS probably by needle sharing. Um, or just fucking or be getting, random getting fucked a lot. People, probably. Because like that was her sex. thing. Um, yeah, she would have had... HIV or AIDS, full-blown AIDS, um, when they banged. And yeah. so weird that that's not even talked about or glossed over. Because yeah, there's well, no way she went out after she left Forrest uh, and took a cab away. And well, then she, he went on his like four-year jogging mission um, and, yeah, and banged which, some guys and got But let's, let's, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Yeah, so let's start in the beginning. <laughs> the one thing I do like about this movie is that it doesn't pull punches. So... So like Forrest's mom fucks a principal and they like have the sound of the fucking <laughs> that was a, let's just say that was a highlight of the movie. That For me really personally, funny. that was it. Um For Forrest comes on on his on her college roommate's, roommate's robe. robe yeah. I mean, like this movie doesn't pull punches and they could have pulled punches. Like it's yeah. not I remember so I respect that about this movie because that stuff still seems good because they didn't they didn't water that stuff down. Yeah, and when I thought back and on this Forrest movie, beats the shit out of people. Yeah, like I, constantly. I hadn't, I hadn't seen this movie in a couple of years, and um, I remembered it as when I think thought back on it as being like really silly, and I think I focused only on the the jokes and the the lighthearted stuff. But this there's a lot of really as you say like serious no punches pulled dark dark content stuff. really really dark like. Dying and disease and and uh, I don't think I don't know attempted rape I don't know Jenny almost gets yeah we'll see yeah domestic yeah. abuse domestic abuse for sure attempted rape and yeah, yeah. absolutely and I, the, that's that's why one of my beefs of this movie is the tone is wildly wildly inconsistent it is I, I, but it's not like they make light of that stuff it's just that they have it and then they kind of juxtapose it with that that is a thing that i did have a problem with is the tone because paul's right in this movie they have those things they have those those things that i like about where they where they kind of deal with certain subjects but then when he takes the t-shirt away from his face it's actually got a happy face on it which would have never come from his face that doesn't belong in the same no it's so silly someone getting you know molested as a child uh, drug addiction, uh, potential rape, and dying of AIDS. That doesn't belong no, in the same no, movie. No, no, it doesn't. So, the, yeah. so it it's a very doesn't. inconsistent, strange tone. And there's other humor in the movie too, like that is also almost like over the top or silly that's constantly cropping up. Like Forrest jumping off his boat. 
Yeah. And then his boat crashing. Uh, like, it's very, it's very silly. It's bad. It's just, it's, it's, I, it's bad. See, that to me, see, you could look at it in two ways. One is where it would be constant speed bumps of the craziness and then back to the silly forest humor. But I actually think that's, that's why this movie, for me anyway, kind of works is because they... They get really serious about something and they don't pull any punches and then his best friend dies in his arms and he thinks about that for a sec and then he's just like, and then I met the president again and I played ping pong and do all this and it's, it's, uh, I don't. to me was not a speed bump. That was a fucking crash into a wall. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, like, it just, it happens so much in that movie. It just keeps pulling you back to Forrest and his craziness. And it's not, it's not something that I felt was like a structural mistake. I think it's I, I think it's intentional and for whatever reason with this movie it works for it. The they, only the only thing I felt was out of place was after Jenny leaves him at the end after they have sex and she gets off in the cab and then he goes on his jogging journey. That that's the oh God, really I the only part that that, that I thought extended the movie to a little bit too long and doesn't go anywhere because he just stops running one day. The structure falls apart in the end of this movie badly. Yeah, because it's just to pass be, those four years and, and to be, get some Nike advertising in there, yeah. perhaps. But you can't. You, it's the structure of the end of this movie that falls apart because you need a climax. And what is the climax of this movie? Because I, I thought it was that he met his son. But then the movie carries on for like another 10 or 15 minutes with her dying and stuff. And it's very subdued and quiet. Not and only, then, then his kid gets on the bus and then the movie ends. And then it's just like, what, what the fuck happened? In not the only that, but if you think about it from screenwriting standpoint, our protagonist doesn't even have an arc. No. He doesn't fucking no, learn anything. No, he doesn't struggle. That's true. His, it's, it's, his journey is exactly the same from the very beginning to the end. He doesn't learn anything. He doesn't change. He doesn't change. know what he's doing. He doesn't ever. change. Nothing. No, like, it's true. On paper, it doesn't make any sense. I know, but somehow, and I think like this is how it's going to hit most people is love it or hate it. But for me, it, that, that part of it works because you just I just like him. He's so likable and the people he's around are like likable in their own way and... and he I know what John's saying. Trucking. Like here, here's the thing about this movie: if you if you can feel something going on on a deeper level, like subconsciously, then you get something from the movie. But if you don't, it just doesn't make any sense. So yes. you have to make a, a certain personal connection. Or you learn. have to allow yourself to be swept up in that. Yeah. To me, it was manipulative, and it was very cold and very shallow. I thought seriously. I thought no, that's not all surprising the coming scenes, from you. All the scenes of the of the historical moments were just. It was like a viewmaster uh, uh, take on the last fifty years. Yeah, and none of it fucking meant anything. The movie said and took no stand about any single incident or event. Yeah, nothing. No, it was more and that the they one just... opportunity that they could have said and made a statement. They unplugged the microphone. Yeah. And it's, you could say, well, what's apolitical? It's like bullshit. It's, it's cowardly and it, it says nothing and, and about it, a character who has had no opinion on anything. Yeah. He's just, it was just inserting him in these major yeah, world it's, events. It's as if he, he has no, it's a whole karmic fade that he has, he, he, does, he doesn't have the wheel. Someone else has the wheel and he's just along for the ride. Yeah. There, uh, you know what? There's a guy named Jeffrey M. Anderson and he pointed out it's not the failure of Forrest Gump is not that he's stupid. It's that he doesn't question anything. He, he, he goes and he takes a rifle. It's like, oh, this is what you got to do. You got to kill all these fucking gooks. And okay. Like he doesn't, he doesn't question it. There's not a single thing that happens to him. Does he question? Here, play ping pong. Okay. Against the Chinese. And you're going to represent the country. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of like a nothing. yes man. They just, there's nothing. Yeah. There's and no, with, 
And movie doesn't stand for anything. Forrest doesn't stand for anything. It just fucking meanders on, and we're supposed to fall. No, I don't know this, about that. This fucking guy. Like he, there are compassionate things that happen. Like Forrest's love for Jenny. That's intentional and under a, him. On a selfish thing that only relates to him. Yes. But then he gives the money to Bubba's family because he had that promise with his best friend. So that's like a nice moment as well. The stuff he does for Lieutenant Dan, standing by him, like saving all those soldiers' lives. I mean. I guess he was looking for his friend Bubba. There are a few things, though, that aren't just like him being an, a, a useless idiot throughout. He does make some decisions along the way. But in, in, in terms of the major life um, world events that happen, yes, you're absolutely right. He is just like they just weave him in and out of that. But that's like that's comedic for me. That's not trying to deliver any message or make but him you, a more impactful you could character argue, than he is. You could argue, though, that that the reason why America loves this movie is because they feel like you could be successful without being educated. You could be successful without being ambitious. You could be successful without giving it's a stupid. shit about anything. And yeah. you could just, you could impact the world without there's, doing yeah, like the butterfly, there's the people butterfly that, effect. There's people that say the movie is extremely uh, conservative and Republican views for mm. that very reason. Yeah. He's a, he's put in the army. He doesn't question why he doesn't question his orders. He does so, you know, uh, and he becomes a hero. Without, when he becomes a hero, becomes a successful businessman, uh, just through hard work. Yeah, and that's what the American and he dream mows is. Lawns. Anyone, anyone can be successful as long as you work hard. And uh, you know, never mind the treatment of black people in this movie. He was named for a grand, the first Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. Well, that's okay. We all made some mistakes, is what his mama would say. <laughs> that is true. He was named like, after. Really, so we really step back. There's some really shitty things about this movie, and the, the the very few things this movie is trying to say are pretty. I don't know, pretty shitty. But but I all there's another side to that though. That again with the world events and him like ending up the way he does. Yes, that's all like luck, and he doesn't try. And and I can see how Americans can get behind it. But there is just some other messages around the compassion and the love and, and like his, how his mother is proud of him, the relationship he has with her and the, the profound effect he has on Lieutenant Dan, taking him from a suicidal maniac to actually realizing the value of life. And I think it was through his, it, to a certain extent, not giving a fuck that Lieutenant Dan was finally like, I never thanked you for saving my life and bringing me around. And, and, and then when, especially when Lieutenant Dan shows up at his wedding and he has his new legs, but it's, the, it's something about that scene with the way that they look at each other and Lieutenant Dan is like, I have no idea how this fucking guy does it, but something about that attitude is like, save me and pull me back for the brink. That, that kind of stuff is just tear jerking to me. I know, but that, that's the point is that so, Lieutenant Dan looks at him and he's like, I don't know how this fucking guy is successful because he's not educated, he's not smart. He actually isn't hardworking because like everything that happened to him where he made money, he was mowing fucking lawns. Oh, Someone else second. invested for him. Lieutenant Dan invested in right. the Apple you're, company. You're forgetting that he prayed to God who sent a hurricane to level out all his competition for a shrimp business. That's how they succeeded. It's like, God, we, could you please destroy all our competition so we can have a monopoly on the fucking shrimp business? Thank you for killing all the competition, Jesus and baby Jesus. Thank you. Yeah, no, that's true. And that, that's what once again... Message that's, that? a little, that's a little harsh, but... Well, yeah. it's... No, but I mean, when in, it, that's what I mean. If you look at objectively, that is what happened. Yeah, yeah. and if you look at objectively, that that uh, the only person that questioned anything of our lead characters was the liberal uh, hippie chick, and she wound up dying of AIDS. Yeah. Forrest didn't question anything, and look what a wonderful life he and had. And also, Jenny was a pretty fucking selfish person because Jenny basically fucked him over. 
he was in love with her. She knew he was in love with her her whole life. Yeah. Ignored him and like would keep leaving him. And then at the end, when she's sick, she fucking comes back totally. with his kid. Well, she see. So well, I look at her. None of the women are, are painted in a very positive light. In this not movie. not especially. No, no his, his mom, mom like bangs. She's a doing what it takes. Yeah. And, and Jenny was a, a total whore. As it well. was mama was busy when I had to go back to school because I needed a haircut <laughs> and I needed new clothes. And I needed new books. So all these gentlemen came over to the house and mama did them they say 10 at a time for a dime was what they call mama i always hand job for a haircut is what they called her <laughs> i watched i watched jenny's care uh, character uh played by robin wright i think really well in this um i watched her character very carefully and because you you gotta wonder did, was she leading forest on was all that intentional on her part and and this this latest viewing around it just felt like because she was abused, I know everything's forgiven. Ways. It's just like her father not molested her, so she can get away with drugs. She can get away with not that she can get away with. I just think like the type of person that she had become is that she she hates herself, so she could never allow herself to be with someone like Forrest, like Forrest who, who like truly her. loves yeah. her, and forget the fact that he could offer her money and comfort and all that stuff. And she, <laughs> she, she. Um, so she hates herself. So she keeps punishing herself by running away and then getting in deeper and deeper. Like, cause ultimately I think she just, she kind of internally wants to 100%, die. 100%. And agree. then at the end, by the time she like has that job at the diner, I don't think it's selfish on her part to like dish off, um, the kid to Forrest. I think she's finally like forgiven herself. And now that she knows that death is coming, uh, in the same way that in Breaking Bad, when Walter White gets his diagnosis, he sleeps fine at night because he just comes to terms with everything about his life. Um, she had the same kind of experience and then she's finally like as opposed to like never introducing or never telling Forrest about this I think the right thing to do is to introduce Forrest to his dad and then and if we can reconcile a bit of a relationship over the next bit while I die of full-blown AIDS then then that's fine so I didn't I didn't resent or hate her character as much because I think it was as as true a character as you can get like like of course she'd be completely fucked up after growing up like she grew up so I didn't hate her for any of the stuff that she I did actually, to Forrest I agree with everything you're saying it's what you're saying is true. She did hate herself. And and when she looked at, when Forrest looked at her the way he looked at her, yeah. it made her feel worse Painful. about herself, yes. not Absolutely. better She's like, I about don't herself. deserve this love. It depends how you look it. at her because you can still look at her as a shallow, cruel person. You can, but... just use him for money at the end. Yeah, I, I don't think that's the case. But that's no, not the sense If I she got. didn't have the kid, then yes. But b because she was going to die and she wanted the kid to be with her father, yes. I feel like that saves it a little bit. Yeah. But she was suicidal as well. Lieutenant Dan was suicidal. She was suicidal. Most yeah. of the people in his life didn't want to live. And he just kind of walks through life. Like, this is the movie that totally um, cements to a lot of people that ignorance is bliss. Yeah. And so is that a good message? That I to, that don't to me, know. The, the way this movie was celebrated, the takeaway for me is this is the American dream now. It's just to be as ignorant as possible to be happy. That, that's what I that's to me was a representation of what it was summing up about American life and I don't think that was intentional but I agree with you mm. ignorance is bliss is really the sole message the central thesis of this movie I don't know you could you, that's that's an ex, that's on definitely one side of the spectrum I'd say instead there might be more tones of like you don't have to give so much of a fuck about certain things and and absolutely there's the ignorance is bliss end of it as well but i think more so when people see forest their lesson that they're taking from it is just 
not to take shit so seriously and to see that someone can that that forest story is possible means that maybe i shouldn't care so much about the things that i care about mm. that's fair i mean that's your opinion i'm not going to yeah. say your opinion is wrong good my I opinion was like considerably darker than that yeah but, I know. yeah, yeah. I, I just feel like the filmmaker um who made this movie which was robert zemeckis and the screenwriter didn't realize at the time what they were making that's probably that's probably true and i feel yeah. like it, it's not but my interpretation of it is seems glaringly obvious now yeah but wasn't to them at the time they were just it's a simple story about a guy who does great things and we'll put him in he'll meet the president six times that'll yeah. be hilarious yeah, and he'll drink a lot of dr pepper and he has to go pee it's just like and I the wish... humor, the humor in this movie, I still laughed a bunch, but the the part I laughed the hardest about, like hands down, like where I was like laughing, I almost fell off my couch, was when Jenny lets him touch her boobs and he just like, I feel dizzy. And then they, the camera slowly pulls back and it shows the roommates awake. He's yeah. like, I think I left your roommate's robe. Yeah. I laughed my <laughs> ass off at that part. It was one of the funniest scenes in the movie. It is a great scene. Because her yeah. eyes are wide, gaping open, and she's <laughs> listening to what's going on. The strangest interaction between this weird guy who she brought in her room and her robe <laughs> being sullied. Anyway, yeah. that was my favorite See, scene. And, and it's because of th that we go from s these serious tones and then always back to this kind of light humor and, and forest and everything his character is about. I, I, it ends up making me like this movie. The only thing I will say about the humor that is good is that the humor isn't want, want, um, like punchline humor. The humor is comes from the characters and that's what makes it funny and that's the best kind of humor in yeah. TV or movies is when it's not like joke setups but it's the characters that make that are funny not what oh, they're saying necessarily. Because I think him dropping his pants in front of Lyndon Johnson or Gerald Ford or whatever, that, that was like the worst type of fucking humor that I do not want to see in a movie. And that was like hacky, stupid joke. That humor. was, and so was the thing with the t-shirts. Actually, everything with the presidents was stupid. Yeah, I agree with that. And nice special <laughs> effects, by the way. Can you believe that won an Oscar for when special he, effects? So when he is Holy in fuck. the footage, it looks fine. But when the presidents are talking, that's like the mouth movements. It was like someone did a, a, a sock puppet show yeah. and then they recorded the sock puppet, the mouth moving, and they put that over the archival yeah. footage. Yeah. That won an Oscar. Holy shit, that was terrible. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I guess once again. And at tell the me time, why why you do that instead of hiring a fucking actor that looked like Gerald Ford or Nixon or fucking Kennedy. It's an interesting what was the point thing. of spending thousands, tens of thousands of dollars to do something that looks so shitty? Why well, I don't I don't get it. Did Zemeckis do contact as well? <clears throat> I don't know. He did. Yeah, that's a good question. I know. Because like they had the scenes the with the president. Famous. They had the scenes with Bill Clinton. Um, interlaced in, in contact as well. So I think if it's the same guy, then he has a thing for doing that. The football stuff was funny where he would run into the band. I laughed at that the first time he knocked the band down and kept going down the tunnel. Yeah. And then that guy's like... But again, that's... And everyone that's kept, funny, but that's Herbie goes to Hollywood kind of fucking humor that doesn't belong in a movie with fucking AIDS and rape and sexual molestation and child abuse. No, absolutely. I'm not disagreeing with that. What I'm saying is, is that you're right. The tone's all screwed up in this movie. But those moments are the ones that I think are funny. The ones with the president, with the button stuff, not. Like, even his conversations with Bubba, where Bubba is talking about shrimp and then just does a beat, and then he's just like, okay. 
yeah. are sounds good, good idea. I like when the dialogue would overlap the voiceover. Yeah, that so stuff was funny. That's too. very funny where it would be like, I I used to do that stuff. And he's like, I do that stuff. Yeah. Right. So Dave Chappelle was quite angry with the whole Forrest Gump movie because he was, I think at one point offered the role of Bubba and turned it down. Oh. And then he came out and realized that, you know, I think he said he, he, he was angered because of all the success that Forrest Gump has. And, you know, and Dave Chappelle has to fight and work for everything. And that the stupidest, the only person stupider than Forrest Gump is his black friend. <laughs> I was like, oh, I never thought of it I like that. I didn't think of that, actually. That's pretty dark. Because oh, Bob, wow. Bubba's pretty dumb. Bubba was dumb. And Bubba didn't do anything good. Except he just got shot. Yeah. Something jumped up and bit me. It was a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> Something bit me. Yeah, that's another overlapping of the dialogue again. I actually really like that use of voiceover with dialogue. That always made me smile. Yeah. There's there's positives to this movie, but like the overall thesis bothers me. I don't know. Maybe movie. maybe it is just meant, as you said when they were making it, maybe it's just meant to be watched and you watch this guy fumble through life and... And, and kind of come out on top, and it's just meant to be a feel-good movie. Like but it's feel-good about someone who did nothing but was successful. <laughs> and so, like, if you're a person who who isn't successful right now and you see that, you're like, once again, like Paul said, it's like the it's like when people vote against their income. So they're like, they're like um, so a, a poor person who lives in a trailer and drives, like, a, a bike to work and then he votes for millionaires to get tax breaks because he might be a millionaire one day. Yeah, that's yeah. what Forrest Gump is. Yeah. Is that it's for people who think that that one day that they're going to get the American dream, that they're not that's just going to fall into their lap and then they're not going to have to pay taxes because they're a millionaire. And so it's it's very dangerous almost in a way I think that movie. I don't know. And I just I I focus on it's it's how Forrest touches the lives of the people around him. That's the that's the part I focus on. That all the other stuff is just meant to be funny and intertwining him through things he has no business being a part of. And but it's how the relationships around him work and how people react. The, I, I could have that. accepted if it would have picked a direction. Like I agree with you, that would have worked fantastically. And there was a lot of that in there, but the other stuff didn't it was like oil and water for me. Yeah. It's it is like really serious tones. Like yeah. really serious like we've said it a couple times just the, the AIDS and the rape and 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 war and all that kind of stuff. It, I don't know even the way it's even yeah. the way it's presented like like where Forrest talks about Jenny's molestation and he's like her father was very loving. He's always hugging and kissing the girls. Yeah, he said her sister. And where did her sister her go? Yeah. Is, they he sent said, her to her grandmother's place. Where did her sister go? I don't know. He uh -oh. said her and her sisters. Yeah. So his fa her father was molesting the whole, the whole all the kids. And yeah. and then her running into the field and praying and stuff and to fly fly uh, anyway. Yeah, very strange way of going about then talking the next about scene, they those throw topics. A rock and hit him in the head. They try to kill him, basically. And then the running, <laughs> the running jokes with the camera angle, where he'd be running, and then they would they would pan the camera over in the dust trailing. Yeah. And then jumping over fences <laughs> yeah. like he was this some kind of like Superman runner. Yeah. Very strange again because he had braces on his legs, and they, once again the humor, and the subject matter. It's a really weird movie it to be honest. Movie. Watching yeah. it again. Yeah. 
What's even weirder is the fact that they wanted John Travolta to play for us. Oh, God. And I think, you know what, to be fair, he'd have excelled at that because he plays fucking morons really, really, really well. We've established that. a different movie. Yeah, I've also, starting the movie and listening to Forrest talk, the way way that Tom Hanks decided to play the character, at first it comes off as bad acting. I remember when I started watching him, like, this is, he's terrible. But then as the movie went on, I was really consistent. I got more into it and was like, no, this well, is actually. Well, they say he modeled it after the kid that played Young Forest. It was he was mo- it was modeled after his accent. Really? I don't know if that's true, what? but that kid that played Young Haley Forest. Joel Osment. A, no, 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 no. The kid that played. Oh, the other. Yeah, yeah. the original Forest oh. as a kid. That's what the accent was based on. Oh, was interesting. Him. That's weird, but I guess to make it consistent for the character. And Kurt Russell was the voice of Elvis. Uncredited. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, see the Elvis stuff, and once again, like there's so much throwaway stuff. So like I, that was meant that was meant to be played as a joke, you know, that he learns to dance from Forrest Gump. I was like, holy fuck, is that ever cruel? I mean, yeah. don't be cruel. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about it as cruel. That, to me, that was the first thing I thought of. I was like, oh, that's wow, wildly insensitive. Yeah, because he's I basically mocking a, a handicapped, handicapped person. Yeah. I don't know if he's mocking him. He's just. Show me that little it's thing empowerment. Again. His, like the kids his, dancing with braces on his, his feet. Mom like, hey, show was, me that move again because I like it. His mom was like quick to show rush him away from the show TV. Show me that little. Show me well, that little because he was like, again. you shouldn't yeah. be hanging out in the room with a strange man. Oh yeah, that Could was weird Elvis too. Diddler. She did close the door behind them after. Yeah. Well, so you like, boys have fun. Make sure you pay your dime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come down for dinner. Yeah. I'll be in the other room with your headmaster because we need you to get an A. And I actually don't know how he was to his mama because he talked about how much he loved her and stuff, but he's out on a fishing boat and he finds out she's sick and then he goes back home. But He didn't yeah. write her any letters from Vietnam. He wrote all those letters to Jenny. Yeah, sure. and Jenny, but once again, you like, like, like when someone ignores you, you get more fond to them. So his mama like really loved him and he, Jenny didn't he love yeah. him. Um, Gary Sinise, this is maybe my favorite role by him. He's so good in this movie. You know, movie. I was watching and I said to myself, does Gary Sinise, did he decide to talk like that after chomping on a cigar for a while and then realize that he liked the sound of his voice? Yeah. Because now, if you watch whatever CSI, whatever, yeah, C- yeah, whatever he's on, whatever he's on, New York, is it? I don't know. He still talks exactly like that. Like he's chomping on a cigar even it's though true. he's not. It's really? True. Yeah, he does. He still talks like his mouth is wired shut. Like he's an outlaw from the 40s. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Come on, Stella. Give me the case file. We can solve this mystery, Stella. <laughs> I actually I actually really liked him in this. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, I like good. Sally Field in this. She I love did a the really scene great job. where he pulls Forrest out onto the floor of the hospital and, yeah. and gives that speech. Tells him yeah. he should have died. I was sad when they made Sally Field into a whore. Because I really like Sally Field. I've this always was had a, a soft spot one. in this my heart for This was a different one for her. Like, I don't know if she did much after this. Like that's, uh, But I also feel like Sally Field's and character. And... Oh, right. Yeah. But, but I don't mind that they did that because I feel like, once again, they made her a flawed, a flawed, not a flawed character, but she was a character who was doing things, whatever she needed to do yeah, for to her survive. Boy. For her boy. For whatever she needed to do. And which, to me, like is Well, is the only fine. female characters in, in the movie are basically whores though they are they're well they're promiscuous absolutely 100%. well they're but they're well she's just doing they what fuck. it takes yeah. she's just doing what it takes to get her son educated but jenny was just and doing she what does it takes. really only fuck the principal it's not well, like we she don't fucks know. everybody yeah. in the house that we know, know. i'm sure but 
But um, if she was willing to fuck him like Paul yeah. said to get into school, then she would fuck well, our like yeah. hand job haircut. Yeah, yeah, those, fucking, those leg braces. But she aren't wasn't free. doing it. She wasn't just running a brothel. <laughs> those leg braces aren't free. She wasn't running a brothel no, and fucking everybody. No, she was a everybody. plantation owner. Yeah, so she had all those black people working there, she and she did. named her son for the fucking first grandmaster of the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. Oh, How that's... am I supposed to take that any other way other than she's a <laughs> fucking true. racist whore? Oh, okay. No, that's fair. Paul's got, and then Jenny was banging for roof. Obviously, she was traveling around the country, fucking anybody oh, yeah. that would let her stay. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. you, they would show her like in guys' no, apartments. Sure, that's how gateway sure drugs work, folks. Yeah. It all she starts was... with marijuana. It goes up to. <laughs> You know, cocaine and heroin. She's sucking and, dick for crap. Yeah, she that's, was she that's was how banging you wind up dead from AIDS. She was banging for roof and she <laughs> was banging for coke too. Yeah. So like Jenny, you, Paul's right. The female characters in this movie are not portrayed as virtuous. No, I'll just say that. Yeah. What about the old lady on the bench? Hmm. Yeah. Oh, the old lady that nobody knew who the fuck he yeah. was, despite the fact that he met what six U.S. presidents. <laughs> he got a, a medal of congressional a medal of honor. Yeah. Uh, ping pong champion ping pong champion of the world he went to China owned a a huge company yeah he was on the fortune magazine yep uh, he did all these things like, who are you again? Oh, this is a pretty wild story you're telling us there, and what, boy. And what about the running? Because there was news media oh, yeah. following That's him right. around. Yeah. That's right. He invented the marathon. Years. Pretty That's much, right. yeah. The Big investor in ultra Apple. Ultra marathon. And nobody knew who he was. Nope. No. Complete would, like, mystery. It's weird they did that whole Apple investment thing because I would have thought that Bubba Grump Shrimp would have like made them rich enough, but he had to be even richer. It just got even... That That's the problem is it just got annoying. It's like I had no problem with him being... Moderately successful. Moderately yeah. successful. If he was like lower middle income, okay. He lucked his way up. Good for him. Yeah. But he's a multimillionaire. Like, fuck off. Yeah, a lot of a lot Mowing of the, a lot of that at the yeah. end. Um just to pass the time when Jenny leaves him to so she can introduce him to the kid, they had to pass four years and I I, I would even bet they probably uh um they had like a four years later timeline like it would have been interesting if she actually stayed with Forrest at the house and got pregnant and had a kid and maybe they did some time passage and then she just slips away from dying while being there maybe I don't know but then that would even seem more obvious then we could have cut out yeah but then we could have cut out all the running stuff because all that comes from the running is the shit happens the t-shirt thing and then he just stops running and goes home and it's like it's not even like his thing was running fast not running marathons so the whole jogging all over the world coast to coast that that's the one part that I just didn't make any sense, didn't go anywhere for me. But see that, all the little tiny things, like they drew that out, but a lot of the other things that were just five second bits, like Watergate, are the, uh, yeah. are whatever, they were the same to me as the jogging thing. Yeah, they were they, terrible. They just weren't as they were long. Long. He, he was pivotal in every single moment that happened in the 20th century. Yeah. And so it's a device. It's at a bit of a that, cheap at device. At least that link to the, some of those pivotal scenes, though, which, again, it's just inserting him where he doesn't need to be inserted. I think they just kind of looked at every president that happened over the term of his life there and said, let's get him to meet that and guy, and then he'll be in Washington. I was at Cape Canaveral, and I dropped a screwdriver when I was on the space shuttle, yeah. and it blew up. It was a challenge. Yeah, but so the thing is with screenwriting, one of the first things you learn about creating a main character is that the main character has to be the the uh the the mortar that drives the script so he has to make choices because if he doesn't make choices then it's out of his hands Mm -hmm. and then it doesn't mean as much so it doesn't come from the character so the character has to choose to do things whereas Forrest never chooses to do anything I, so, I don't know if I agree with that a hundred percent, but I, I think he like less makes up his mind and chooses more than experiences. John would argue that he saved uh, Lieutenant Down. 
Yeah, right. I know. And he also does, he also chooses to go start the shrimping business, and he chooses. But Baba, to... but Baba told him that he was going to do that, so he's just doing no, it for so, Baba. Yeah, so so he doesn't like come up with it on his own. But when faced with the decision of do this or not, he does. He just says yes to everything. So it, it, just... it, it, it goes against what you're saying. Like, I agree with you that he's not really making those choices for himself in terms of he's like, he's being I need to change my nose. life. Yeah, he kind of is. But he's also, he also chooses to be led around by the nose. So some of it. <laughs> but it'll be like Indiana Jones getting kidnapped at Waiters of the Lost <laughs> Ark, right? And then Indiana Jones, you know what I mean? Like being made to do everything at gunpoint. Like he's right. not, he's not, and he's going after the he's Ark because. He's not a hero. Someone's going, someone's forcing him to poking him in the back. Yeah. Whereas Indiana Jones is like, no, I'm going to do these things. Yeah. I want to save I, the yeah. Ark from, I want to put it in a museum, whatever. He has his reasons. Forrest Gump has no yeah. reasons. For, for very doing. little in the movie. Yes. He He's just no like reasons. something happened to me and it was good. And then something else happened to me and I don't want to yeah, talk about it. With. And something else happened to me and it was good. And I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. So it was very strange, um, kind of from a writing standpoint. Yeah, I just find I fucking hate the box of chocolate shit. <laughs> he says it also. <laughs> oh I didn't realize God. how much he said. It's so fucking stupid irritating. is as stupid does. Stupid is as stupid does. I can't, I can't believe I complained about Austin Powers fucking catchphrases. And you watch Forrest Gump, you're like, oh God. I'll yeah. watch Goldmember again, please. Just make that shit stop. <laughs> he said he said those lines three or four times each. Which yeah. was surprising because I didn't realize. I thought he said them each once before I went into yeah, this. Americans again. love catchphrases, though. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Mm. That's like I mean, Urkel used to be a star, yeah, and he was also handicapped. I think. I, I'm guessing, <laughs> wasn't he? He's, oh, in the show, Urkel um, wasn't Urkel handicapped. He if, was. If Urkel wasn't handicapped, then <laughs> something strange. else is going on there. Urkel was molested for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He should have been if he did wasn't. Did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> did I do that? I actually saw, watched a movie recently with that actor. The one that was Urkel? Yeah, he was playing a teacher. No. I'm trying to think of what movie it was. Yeah. New movie? Yeah, newish. Huh. Uh, anyway, doesn't matter. I think we know who thinks this movie holds up and doesn't. It's Paul. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I would probably I would up. think it would be a fantastic movie if there was a mentally challenged person that succeeded despite all the you know everything going against him i think that would be inspiring and a fantastic movie but i think they fucking ruined it they went way too far they made it insipid and fucking sugary and and it was too much and there was just so much unnecessary crap that ruined what could have been a real gem huh so yeah no it doesn't fucking hold up that's that's what i'm trying <laughs> wow, to get this at. is the first that's time all i, I have to say to, about I that i don't want to dance around it but. okay so and i will say that because the overall theme in this movie is ignorance is bliss and i feel like that for uh, especially for the time we're living in right now where there's ignorance in politics and ignorance in the media and people like if you say someone's six feet tall and you measure them with a with a measuring tape and you go look they're six feet tall and then they step to my phone go i'm six foot four and everyone's like well i believe him because i like him it's just like no he's only six feet tall so this movie actually is worse nowadays because there's so much ignorance. Not, not to mention the fact that they couldn't make a movie like that today because they'd have to cast an actual mentally challenged person in the role. Oh, Paul's totally right because Just people I mean, would say... Poor Scarlett Johansson got so much flack oh, for Ghost in the Shell because so she wasn't shitty. Japanese. And now she's getting in trouble for the that, transgender. Yeah, she was cast to be a, a transgender person, but she's not actually transgender. And she's taking 
away roles from transgender actors. Never mind the fact that movie will never get made now because a big name star is not attached to it and nobody will finance it. Yeah. So guess what? Forrest Gump would not be made today unless you could find a really good mentally challenged actor that could bring in the kind of financing to get the movie made. That's sad, but that's the state of the world that we live in today. No, that's true. It's bullshit. It's true because how many actors played transgender actors before... Jared Leto won an Oscar for it. Jared Leto won an Oscar. Jeffrey Tambor. Tambor. But he's getting shit for that now too. Yeah. It's it, this whole piece. It's stupid. Like, thing is very weird. Why would you cast Jeffrey Tambor as a trans? Because he's a fucking really good actor. actor yeah. That's why. Exactly. I like to, yeah. I like to feel like, I mean, yeah, no, it's getting very weird. And this movie, I feel like is actually worse now because of the times. Yeah. So, so sorry. Does it, does it hold up to you? Uh, 100% not. Oh, okay, okay. It does not hold up. Like, once again, did I enjoy it? Um, there's parts of it I enjoyed still, but like on in retrospect as a whole, no, it's, I think it's, like I said, it's, I think it's a little dangerous. Mm. Yeah, because it, it, yeah, for me, it won't take a stand and it won't say anything. Yeah. It just f- floats through. Yeah, like the feather. It just, it's just randomly going all over the place and then at the end it just floats away. And you know what? Maybe that was acceptable in 93 or 94 when it came out that a movie like that could just be but in the in at the times we live in today a movie like that that was that big and says nothing and represents nothing yeah it's dangerous yeah it's just yeah it made me it left me with a real shitty feeling well while maybe parts of our society suck really bad today i still kind of live in my own brain that you know maybe maybe my mindset is more like what it was in the 90s cuz when i watch this movie i focus on how his relationships affect other people and how he kind of inspires them to change and be better and and there's a lot of other heavy stuff that gets me in the feels every time and um i don't know maybe i'm i just think about it in a different way than you guys cuz as you're talking i agree with most of your points where um it's a huge uh, sway to go from the rape all the way to the you know showing a president your ass um, but for whatever reason, when I watch this movie, I, I get emotional and then I get happy and then emotional and happy. And except for a little bit of added ad time at the end around his running stuff, which doesn't make a ton of sense to me and a couple other little hiccups for sure. Um, I never thought this movie was the absolute best I had ever seen. I certainly don't think it it's Oscar worthy. There's It's nowhere near the Shawshank Redemption or Pulp Fiction, both of which on their own right are going to be like top my 10. top 10 ever top 10. for the rest of my days. Uh, Forrest Gump would be more like top 300 um but for sure i like this movie and i think i think it holds up and and um you know i can see i can see what both these guys are saying i don't know if it i'd, I'd consider it a dangerous movie but because uh, after never, all the guy is really simple if it was um any done any other way maybe but i would never disparage you even though i disagree with you mm-hmm. i'm actually envious envious of you yeah that you can see the good in this movie still really honestly i wish i wish i could it's I am, tom hanks it's just tom hanks the way he portrayed the character and and he's it's just so the, the hugest scene for me is at the end um when he's been introduced to his boy and he's like all shocked and then he backs away and he's in near tears and he and he tries to get the words out is he smart or is he stupid and she tells him he's smart like i almost cry every time i see and, that because and i don't and i also it's I, I want to point out the fact that I did get emotional at points in this movie. Like yeah. I got emotional at that scene that you're talking about right now. Yeah. So it's not that that didn't work on me, but those scenes now to me, even though I get emotional, come off as manipulative. Mm. Because I, I got emotional when Jenny was throwing her shoes and rocks and stuff at her the house that she used to live in. Yeah. But that that emotion gets gets stamped down and pissed on when we have him playing ping pong 
a short while later. It's like the emotional impact that those scenes have are negated by the garbage on the other side. And I got emotional at that scene too. Yeah, yeah and, and it's not that this scene yeah. doesn't... This, this guy is a, an amazing filmmaker and oh, yeah. like used all his tools in his chest to make us feel that way. Yeah. The way he shot that house and the way that... But then once again, they make a joke about how he bulldozes it. And it's funny because I bulldozed her I house. Didn't, see, I didn't find that funny. I no, found I, that I found yeah. that emotional as well because he's like... He's destroying the last remnants of that memory. Well, it's because he's giving the like talking it. to her tombstone. <laughs> but yeah, but I smiled when it showed that as a, I thought that was part of the humor. Oh yeah, no, and not I, just I me thought again. That was, I thought that was another emotional piece. He's like, I fucking tore down that host because I love you, and I was like, oh man. He's, he's that was almost the only guy. impact that he had. That was the only good decision he made. <laughs> there you go. There's the decision okay, that Force made but on his own. Still on the no the one Silver he lining. Yeah. Uh, no, there is no arc. Yeah. So Forrest doesn't there, know any more no. at the beginning than he knew at no, the end. No, doesn't change. No. Doesn't learn anything. No, he and was it, always a good person. And he was is. never a bad person. Like, that's the attribute to when you kind of have a dickish character at the beginning of a movie. Yeah. And then that character yeah. grows. And Jenny it, has the arc. At the Yeah, Jenny has the arc. And at the very end, um, when his son gets on the bus and the feather starts flying around, Forrest just looks with a stupid look on his face and, the, and it pans down to the ground to show the feather. And then the feather flutters and then goes up in the air. And as we're panning away from Forrest, you can see he's still sitting there staring up at nothing. Because he's like going to sit there all, all day, day for the for bus. Son. He said he would be there yeah. afterwards. I'm just going to sunburn on his he's forehead. He's going to kind of tune out. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be blistering with <laughs> bubbles on his forehead when it, his kid gets back. Stung by bees. Mm. I think That's you true. should go back to Greenville, Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So actually, the oh. second huge laugh is when he gets beats up in at the Black Panther thing. And and he's like, oh, yeah. sorry, I'll never forget that. your Black Panther party. I'm sorry, I got into a fight at your Black Panther party. <laughs> I laughed my ass off. That's funny, that. too. At Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, well, we got one hold up, two nons. Um, watch Forrest Gump or not. It's a polarizing movie, I guess. And that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> stupid Asia, stupid dodge chocolates. He should have done foghorn leghorns. <laughs> well, I say my mama always told me that life is a like a box of chocolates. You hear what I'm saying, boy? Get the I wax said, out I of said, here. I said son. I love you, Jade. <laughs> all right, folks, enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM. We're also on YouTube and our channel is Hold Up, which is two words.